When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome on in, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We've got a lot to discuss with you today. I mean, first off, as I'm sure some of you have seen, no doubt, um, the trial in Georgia for Donald Trump is set to be televised if it is, in fact, to happen. So that is a pretty remarkable circumstance i mean you you think that trump is the greatest political show on earth that's for sure but uh (laughs) the trump revolution so to speak will be televised that's what they're telling us right now which i think is is a pretty astonishing place for things to be um we've also got clay more on the the situation of the various primary candidates right now including mr Vivek Ramaswamy and others, what they're up to, what they're doing. Um, Biden here laughs at a question over whether he will hand over his bank records and then moves on, dodging a probe into Hunter's business deals. H- how long do you think the the dodge is going to work here for good old Joe Biden before maybe the political pressure creates some real problems for him, or, or is there even a level, Clay, that it could reach? Is it just going to keep going on as is? 
I, I think it's as long as the Democrats decide that Joe Biden is their best vessel to win in 2024. And the thing that I think is the most fascinating about the dynamics surrounding Biden is, and I understand people don't necessarily buy this. Everybody doesn't, although I think increasingly more and more people do. Biden is such a weak candidate that I think many Republican primary voters have not focused as much on electability because Biden is so weak, they feel like anybody's going to beat Biden. Now, there's different candidates out there. Some of the Trump people say Trump would beat Biden the worst. The DeSantis people are saying this is the number one reason why we should be picked because we will definitely beat Biden, whereas other candidates believe that Trump might lose. I think there's 50% of our audience that believes Trump is the strongest candidate, 50% that believe the other. But I think maybe what all of those candidates are united in is they think they'll beat Biden. And I wonder how much Democrats now are coming to grips with the fact that Biden is a profoundly weak candidate, the weakest incumbent president that they have had certainly since Jimmy Carter, and Buck, maybe even weaker than Jimmy Carter. Because at least for Jimmy Carter, there was no questions about his cognition, about his mental and physical fitness and ability to be president. My biggest concern about all of the Trump legal shenanigans is not necessarily the legality of them or the battle, although that is significant. It's that every moment we spend talking about the challenges of proving conspiracy in Georgia or in Washington, D.C., or document handling in in South Florida, is time we don't spend discussing the complete and utter failure of Joe Biden's tenure as president of the United States. And I think that's ultimately what the Biden team is rooting for, is that they want Trump because the story then becomes Trump, not Biden, when the reality is this should 100%, this election that is coming up uh, next year, should 100% be the referendum on the current sitting president of the United States but there's this question lingering out there, can Trump let anything not be about Trump? And so that's kind of the way that I would assess things as we begin. I don't know if you're in this camp. I always think of September 1st as the default start of fall. And I know there's a debate out there. People say, oh, it's September 21st. Other people say, well, it's the day after Labor Day when officially everybody has to go back to work on uh, that upcoming Tuesday. But now I think we enter into what is quite clearly the fall campaign season. And now things begin in earnest. Everybody's back from vacation. And we find out, okay, what's going to be the story in Iowa? How much of a battleground is Iowa truly going to be? Because we're about four months, four and a half months away from the first votes. I know it's a caucus, but the first votes being cast in the 2024 election. Can I just throw out there as well, you know, this is where we do the the Rumsfeldian uh, unknown unknowns, and and a part of that, or you could maybe argue this actually is a, is a known unknown, fine, um, which is something that could happen to the economy, some incident. We all know that there's a possibility of a recession at some point still in the near future. There's always a possibility of a recession, but we could be hitting one 
But maybe a shoe drops. That's what I mean by the unknown unknowns. Maybe something comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden things feel very different. There's a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a moment here, Clay. You're seeing for people like, uh, Rick Santelli, most famous, I think, still. Isn't it amazing? He, he's the guy people think of the tea party and the tricorner oh, yeah. hats and people playing a fife and walking around in the gatherings and all that back in 2010. And it was a remarkable political movement that got a lot of Republicans elected, especially to Congress. To this day, some of the most prominent Republicans are Tea Party uh, elected folks, if you will. And here is uh, Rick Santelli called for the Tea Party. That's why I think it was on the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And here he is saying, you know, things are getting uh, a little interesting here. Unemployment rate jumped to 3.8%. Play two. The unemployment rate jumped to 3.8%. 3.8%. In order to find a higher, well, go to February 22, we're at 3.8. January of 22, 4.0. So, look. That, that alone, that's just one thing, right? That's one data point you can add in. But there's a lot of stuff right now out there. You look at the amount of debt that people have accumulated, the credit card debt that's out there. You look at the stock market that has um, really, I think, six stocks. NVIDIA is the most well I mean, NVIDIA is the one everyone's so focused on if you're an investor. But there are others that have been effectively carrying the market on their back, which is a weird thing because most other stocks in the S&P 500 are pretty flat. You just have a number of mega stocks that are a, that have some AI connection. And yeah, um, that's, I think, Clay, where you could see something get really dodgy for the economy. And if that happens, uh, this is a long way of saying Joe Biden in a bad economy, Democrats are at the break the glass phase, right? Then, then all bets are off. Yeah. And, and effectively, I think you have to look whether you're rich and you're focused on what the S&P 500 has done. Basically, the S&P 500 is flat since Joe Biden came into office. I know it's up a little bit, but certainly if you factor in that we had 10% inflation, nobody who is invested in the stock market feels like their 401k or their nest egg has really grown very much during the Biden era. And then you filter it all the way down from the very rich and you go all the way down to the middle class. Does anybody middle class right now? It's not only that the unemployment rate starting to tick up, Buck. It's that your real purchase power is down. That is the value of a dollar relative to inflation and your increase in wages if you work is lower. If you're out there and you feel to yourself like, man, and I do, I, I, I can't tell you, Buck, the amount of times I got three growing boys. That I go through, and I understand that you're not supposed to eat fast food. It's not healthy enough. We eat a lot of fast food off and on in the Travis household. I can't go through the fast food with three kids in my car for less than 50 bucks now. 50 bucks used to be, oh, let's go out to Chili's. Let's go out to Applebee's. Let's go out to TGI Fridays. You know, a place where you would sit down a fast, casual dining spot. used to be able to eat with a family for 50 or 60 bucks. You can't do that anywhere near that now. You can't go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru for under $50 and get, you know, three chicken sandwiches, a bunch of fries and some drinks. I mean, it's crazy how expensive all this has gotten. So you talk about that for middle class, lower middle class. And Buck, do you know what else is happening? The price of gas is going back up. And remember when they tried to argue, oh, this is the Putin, Putin gas tax. 
uh, back in the summer of 21, I guess it was, when, when the gas, and I know many of you out there, when I say five bucks, are going to say, hey, I'm in California. We pay over six dollars a gallon. I get it. But it got over five dollars everywhere in the, in the summer of 21. And while you're standing there watching that number continue to tick up, we're getting back over four dollars a gallon in many different parts of the country now. And that is a very real tax on everybody. And so you do feel if you're sitting around, you're like, man, literally the money in my pocket doesn't go as far as it used to. That's not made up. When you go to the grocery store, and this is important, when they say inflation is down to three or four or five percent or whatever it is right now, that's on top of the double digit inflation that we've already seen effectively. They don't dial prices back. So when it's only going up three percent now, it's three percent on top of the nine percent. It's all double digit. You're not making it up. Your economic situation is far worse under Joe Biden. And yet Biden just thinks that he can keep cruising with the way things are. By the way, when I said a, a bad economy, I think the economy is far weaker than it should be under a better administration. But I mean, if we were to fall into something that everybody would have to admit is, is a recession, you know, there was a time and there have been numerous times in the last 12 months, and we even talked to Mr. Wonderful about it earlier in the week, where there were a lot of major economic forecasters, you know, with names that everybody knows, big institutions saying there's a good chance, a good chance of recession. No one's saying that now. Well, you know, nobody was saying there's a great chance of recession or a big chance of recession in, uh, you know, late 2007, early 2008. Um, and yet things change very dramatically. So I think that's something to keep an eye on here. Um, the assumption that the way things are is the way things will be is generally a fallacy in, in politics and in economics. And the fact that Biden just thinks he can laugh off requests for his banking records. This is, this is the, uh, I mentioned this play clip four. Here he is. It's all funny to him. President Biden, you want to talk to me about it? Let's talk about why I'm here. He's just, just trying to evade, Clay. I don't know how long that will last for him as a tactic, as a strategy. I think it lasts, Buck, only as long as Democrats, when they look at the polling, think Joe Biden's going to keep us in the White House for 2024. Because as you've said, and we've said on this show for some time, he's a Trojan horse candidate. And as soon as they decide, boy, this Biden Trojan horse is not working, they're not going to open the gates, we're not polling well, and I really think the panic would set in uh if he has... And I think he will, and I hate to predict it, but if he has a Mitch McConnell-like moment in the next few months, at some point, he's not doing very many public events, but that Mitch McConnell double freezing that we've seen, I think something like that's going to happen for Biden. I hate to say it. I hate to predict it. We saw him fall on the stage at Air Force, which was bad enough. We've seen him stumble on the Air Force uh, steps. There's going to be something. It may not be freezing. But I think there's going to be something in the next couple of months, given with the trajectory of Biden, where something happens and people say, even even uh, Democrats uh, say this is reckless. Remember, 77 percent of the American public doesn't think he's up to the job. He's managed to unite people in at least one thing, and that's understanding that he's not mentally or physically fit enough to do the job. If there's one thing you can confidently say about the Biden administration, it's that they never fail to disappoint when it comes to disappointing people and the economy along with that. So what I'm about to share with you certainly falls into that category. According to former Wall Street insider and digital currency expert Tika Tiwari, 
This administration plans to announce a forthcoming change to our currency system. This plan, according to those who are talking about it right now, is meant to replace every dollar with a digital dollar, a central bank digital currency. I mean, this could cause an amazing disruption. Even the publication Business Insider has written, the U.S. Treasury has made its strongest indication that a central bank digital currency is on the table. Tika Tawari believes the official announcement could come as soon as this fall. That's why he released a controversial video to help you prepare. Go to dollarrecall.com to see this video some people in the government don't want you to see and learn how to opt out of this digital dollar. That's dollarrecall.com, dollarrecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, making sense in an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling wrong codes and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. 
To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. And HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back in hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Good time to mention as we head into the Labor Day weekend and as we get prepared to add the awesome new affiliate, 9:10 a.m. in Detroit. Go subscribe to the podcast, uh, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, boom, search it out. You'll be able to take us anywhere. And you can also stream the show live anywhere in the world off the iHeartRadio app. If you have not already downloaded the iHeartRadio app, then you should do so. Uh, As many of you are going to be on the road, be safe. I believe, Buck, I was reading that right about now, on the East Coast is when the uh, the roads are going to start to take off in terms of the peak amount of travel on them. And it's going to be this way basically throughout the uh, the entire weekend, particularly if you are trying to drive somewhere on Friday, as many people are headed to the beach, headed to uh, the mountains, wherever you may be going with your family, up to and through Monday, it's going to be very difficult uh, to move around very expeditiously, so be safe. And for all of you out there traveling with children, Godspeed, uh, because uh, <laughs> I have been there, a lot of you have, carfuls of kids. It's amazing how often they don't have to go to the bathroom at all, and 10 minutes after you get on the road to begin a long family trip, they immediately have to go to the bathroom. That has been my experience I don't know how kid bladders work, but it is really remarkable how often you can say, do you need to go to the bathroom? They're great. Ten minutes after you get on the the road, you've got to immediately pull off somewhere for them to be able to go. So be safe. Have great trips. Um, this is This is phenomenal work. We were making fun of Keith Olbermann yesterday. Because he's 64 years old and he decided to call out former University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines and said that she sucked at swimming because she happened to end up tied in the NCAA championship with a six foot four dude pretending to be a chick. And, uh, Riley Gaines yesterday, Buck, this is as close to a fatality as you can, uh, as you can get. Do you remember? Did you play Mortal Kombat when you were a kid, Buck? I was phenomenal at Mortal Kombat. I bet a lot of people around our age, if you really won and you got not touched at all, you would be crowned a flawless victory. For those of you out there who remember the video game, flawless victory would be on the screen when you beat your opponent and you were untouched. You had your full life left. This that I am playing for you from Riley Gaines is what I would call a flawless victory as she responds to Keith Olbermann saying the reason she came in tied for fifth in the overall NCAA championship was because she sucks at swimming. Listen. All right, Keith, as I was getting my All-SEC first team honors down to show you, I dropped it and I broke it, which would be really unfortunate if I didn't have... More of those, but lucky for me, I do. So let's go through it. 
SEC title. Uh, second in the country, this is my SEC Community Service Leader of the Year award, which actually got me a lot of money. Oh, another SEC title, uh, an NCAA trophy. Oh, look, SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year. Believe it or not, I'm pretty smart. Another SEC title, another NCAA trophy. Oh, that's when we won an SEC championship as a team. Some more SEC honors. Oh, look, another one. <laughs> That's when I broke the 200 butterfly record, uh, the SEC record, which I still hold, making me one of the fastest Americans of all time. And so, Keith, I would be really sad if I broke this trying to prove a point to an old man who can't even seem to keep a job. But I've got more of these, so I'm not. Fuck. I mean, this is so let me say this too. the SEC reached out to me, Southeastern Conference, not the Securities and Exchange Commission. For those of you who may not, the, the trophy that she broke. They are replacing, so they're sending her a brand new version of her trophy that, that that broke when she was showing this video, which is great of the Southeastern Conference. Also, I have, and I know you would love this. I have challenged Keith Olbermann. I have invited Keith Olbermann on this program. I have invited him on any program out there. I will debate, and I'm sure you would be happy to as well, Buck. Keith Olbermann on men. Competing in women's sports anytime, any place, anywhere. So far, our buddy Keith has been very quiet. He likes to chirp a lot, not responded to a legitimate idea. Hey, you think that Riley sucks at swimming. Let's have a debate about whether dudes should be able to compete in women's sports. Let's actually have it out. So, first off, I'm a little disappointed because for a second there, I thought you were going to tell me that Elon Zuckerberg style, you were challenging Keith to, uh, to a throwdown in the steel cage, which I will say, if you guys wanted to, you could raise millions of dollars for charity in that one. I think um, I could beat Keith Olbermann's ass. You know, he's got a lot of weight and height on me though. I'm he's confident. A big dude. He's a, he's big and he's probably a biter, but <laughs> he, uh, he would, you know, I'm just saying, let's be honest, right? He probably scratches for the eyes and bites, but I think you would take him. Um, that all said, What's amazing about Olbermann, and for some of you who are saying, why are we, well, it's a Friday before Labor Day, so if we want to talk about Keith and uh, the the best, and in my view, really the best SNL sketch uh, ever about TV news was probably the Keith Olbermann send-up by Ma- uh, Ben Affleck. But um, he's advancing his brand by taking this stand. I didn't want that to rhyme, but it did. Um, but that is true. Meaning that even saying something as preposterous as Riley Gaines is not a good swimmer, because she is now associated with conservatives and the right, whether that's fair or not based on her politics, she's just like, hey, let's not have dudes swim against women and run against them and power yeah. lift against them. Um, Keith, his, his audience is happy to see him do this because this is the price of being a good Democrat now. You have to be willing to humiliate yourself in order to get the approval and the approbation of the left on this issue, because ultimately nobody can win the, the issue of the, the transgender debate if they're actually pressed on it. They will, they will lose. They will lose to a public that is reasonable and rational at least. So Keith advances his brand by being crazy is what I'm saying, which is why guy still has a brand. I got to say this too. Um, this is an example of an issue that I think rationality and reasonableness and sanity in an insane world is winning. And I give a lot of credit to Riley Gaines. I, I think a site like Outkick uh, that I run, we have a lot of talented people who've 
how do you convince people who are willing to listen to logic and reason? How do you find them? This is an example of a uh, issue that has cut through, and you've seen the numbers coming up now on our side in a big way. As more and more people look at this, this is a 80-20-90-10 style issue. So yes, there is an element of the, I'm Keith Olbermann, I'm a far left-wing propagandist in good standing, but the ground that is supporting this argument is diminishing in a hurry. And I'm actually curious, RFK Jr., to his credit, came out and said this was crazy. No other Democrat has. A part of me thinks that there's going to be one or two Democrats that suddenly come out and say this, and many more are going to get in line behind them, because what they're afraid of right now is being the target of the trans community. But if there's many targets, they're cowards, they'll start to line up on what they recognize to be the right side here. I mean, I'll I'll tell you this. I don't think you can be a Democrat in good standing with the apparatus if you are uh pro-life in any respect right if you're if you're somebody who is is pro-life and that's been the case for a long time but i also think that you can extend that there are a number of things but you can extend that to i don't think you can be a democrat in good standing now there are people that'll you'll bring up you say oh well they're you know but if you're going to be a democrat who has the full weight of the democrat party behind you i think you have to buy into the transgender um sports thing and and really we segment it into uh sports but it's actually about it's about everything yes because the fundamental i mean with regard to the transgender issue because the fundamental belief that you must have is not this is an accommodation and i i always remind people of this and they said that's crazy buck that's not and then i go no no this is actually like the the religious tenant of the left on this the tenant of the left is that a trans woman is a woman the same as any other woman. There is no distinguishing characteristic feature or difference that you are allowed to notice. It is a woman like any other woman. And, and for all, for all intents and purposes, for sports, for gender, for government contracts, for physical attraction. And that is insane. Yes, it is. And that's why I think it's such a foundational issue to connect with. For instance, and I wrote about this a lot in American Playbook, but I really think if you are out there and you're frustrated because you feel like you don't have a real connection, maybe you're a grandparent and, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, you're going to have a cookout and you're going to be around your grandkids and you're worried about their indoctrination. Maybe they're off to college. Maybe they're in uh, high school. Maybe you're going to be like I am today at a high school football game and you're just going to be around younger people i think this is a this is an entry point for sanity i I really do a topic that you can broach if your kids or grandkids are sports fans but they are left wing i think this is the kind of issue that you bring up that deep down to your point buck they can't even defend it there's not some brilliant uh debater who is out there that will dazzle your mind by arguing this issue. It's very basic. It's a foundational belief system that is untrue. It's a lie that you have to believe in in order to be a leftist. And if you can expose it for the lie that it is, it can be a red pill moment, that moment, Buck, where many people start to question 
what they have previously accepted as truth. It is the gateway, as it were, to sanity and starting to question a lot of the ideological lies that are the foundation now of the left in this country. Well, if the, think of it this way. If the left can mandate, and let's be clear, we say the left, Democrat Party, same thing. If the Democrat Party can mandate as a function of standing in the movement and, and everything else, uh, the most obvious lie. Yes. That then brings into question, what else are they going to lie to you about, right? What What else do they demand you bend the knee to in the name of an unreality? And I, I think that's why this is so key for them. People say, well, maybe they'll just back off this issue. To back off the issue is to say that they were lying to people as a party about the most fundamental and obvious thing possible, which is that men have penises and women have vaginas and they are different and that is a real thing. Biology is not real is the cover charge that the Democrat Party demands for you to enter the club now. You ever stood outside, especially if you're a guy, you're not a good-looking girl. Girls get waved in a lot not having to pay the cover charge. If you are a dude standing outside of the club trying to get in, in order to be a member in good standing of the Democrat Party right now, you have to pay the cover charge, which is saying biology is not real. And sports distill it to why it is such an essential lie and why so many people are rejecting it. Innovation Refund's been helping small businesses get a business payroll tax refund through the employee retention credit from the IRS. The ERC is a tax refund for businesses that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. If you own a business with five or more employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation Refund's earn the highly coveted SOC 2 certification The SOC 2 certification is a compliance standard developed by the American Institute of CPAs. It specifies how trusted organizations should manage customer data in the areas of confidentiality and privacy. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify. No upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. You can call them, too, at 1-843-REFUNDS. That's 1-843-REFUNDS. And, of course, website, innovationrefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on the Friday as we roll into Labor Day weekend. We are joined now by a man that I believe has been right about more of the data on COVID than almost anyone in the entire country. We have been having him on for years on this program now. He is Alex Berenson. All right, Alex, uh, appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, they are now trying to roll out a new COVID shot. I was reading, and I bet you saw it too, Dr. Marty McCary, who's done fantastic work on so many of these COVID-related issues, Johns Hopkins physician. Um, he said only 20% of people got the most recent COVID shot, despite the fact that they tried to force everybody to get it, tried to encourage everybody to get it. What's the latest on the newest COVID shot? And do you, have you seen those numbers that even though all the blue checks out there, the old school blue checks have been arguing, oh my goodness, if you don't get this, it's going to be a disaster. The fact that 80% of Americans said, yeah, we're kind of done getting COVID shots is a pretty incredible number given where we were when the first version of this shot came out. Yes. Um, 
Uh, look, right now, no one is getting any shots. I mean, it, it will be interesting this fall to see uh, when the new shots come out. Um, you know, if if we even approach what we what we got to last year, which, as you say, was fewer than 20% of people and fewer than half of people over 65, who are really the only people who might have any even theoretical benefit from the shots at this point. Um, uh, and frankly, I, I think I think basically, that, I mean, you would be a fool, and, and you know, I, I'll get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it openly because I think it's correct. I think even people at very high risk from COVID, there's very, very little evidence at this point that they'll benefit from future boosters. Um, you know, the, 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 the idea that the shots can reduce infection just does not seem to be the case anymore. Um, and so, you know, there's this question about whether or not they would, re- you know, reduce your of severe infection or death if you're at high risk. But it isn't clear that more boosters actually help with that kind of immunity either. We don't really have that evidence. We, uh, and by the way, one last, you know, one last on this particular point, they're rolling out boosters. They claim the boosters, uh, you know, are, are sort of, uh, have been modified so they, they will work better against the current strain of COVID. Um, there's not really good evidence of that either. So we are really truly in the public relations phase of this, and they're selling a product that nobody wants. And I, I, I just don't know how many people will get it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see by the end of the year or sort of the end of the COVID season, um, you know, let's say into early 2024, that fewer than 10 million Americans have gotten this. I mean, that, that, which would just be a stunning rejection. And obviously, and maybe we get to this in a sec, I mean, the danger with that is now the Biden administration has been pushing these COVID shots, which are to a large extent worthless for most people. And they've been doing it, which is actually starting to increase the hesitancy of other vaccines, uh, which maybe we can get to in a moment. But let's go to kids. Uh, I believe the study is out of Australia. Um, I know a lot of people out there, kids, grandkids, it's one thing to make a decision for yourself. For instance, my parents over 75, they were saying they got the two COVID shots. They got a booster. They say they're done now. They're over 75. I think there are a lot of people who would make similar decisions as them with their own health. But the idea of getting kids COVID shots has been incredibly controversial for a long time. And now we already knew that the benefit was minimal if there was any at all. And I think, uh, Alex, you're like me. You are not, you know, an anti-vaxxer, but you haven't, I think, making the same decision as I have. Your young kids have not gotten the COVID shot. I'm very glad that I did not get them the COVID shot. I think you as a parent have made the same choice. What is the data now showing for people out there that uh, that may have gotten their kids the COVID shot? Well, I, I mean, it's worrisome because uh, this paper came out last week. It's a it's a small paper. Let's be clear about that. And it doesn't have what you know what 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 scientists or physicians would call clinical outcomes. In other words, they didn't show that getting the shot, you know, led to more infections or more severe infections for for kids. It was too small a study for that. But what it showed was here here's here's the idea. The idea is sometimes when you're immunized against against uh, 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 an illness, um, it may, the idea is, in some specific cases, it may actually lead to broader immunity against other illnesses. It, it just sort of, it will, it will ramp up your immune system in a positive way if you're a kid, so that, so that you know, you, you get immunized against one thing, but it actually helps you against other things. 
And that's what these scientists were clearly hoping to demonstrate in this study. So they took blood from uh, kids aged 5 to 11 who had gotten the mRNA COVID shots, the Pfizer COVID shots, and they looked and they said, hey, does this show a stronger immune response against other bacteria and viruses, not just, not just SARS-CoV-2, not just COVID? And to their surprise, they found the opposite. They found that the immune response seemed to be dampened in kids who had gotten the COVID shots. Now, we don't know why that is, and we don't know if that means that kids are actually more vulnerable to other infections in the long term. But they looked both a month and six months out, and they found that this persisted when they exposed the blood of these kids to other viruses. So uh, that, that all by itself would make me say, I am never getting my kids vaccinated with this mRNA um, product against COVID. And certainly if they've been vaccinated, they, I would never have them boosted because we don't know what that means, but it is clearly not the result they were hoping to find. And one of the problems, one of the many, many problems with where we are right now in this is these papers come out and they have troubling findings. They're not, again, they're not necessarily proving that the vaccine is going to, you know, make kids more vulnerable, but it shows something that needs to be followed up on. And instead of following up, the, the, the scientists, you know, this was an Australian paper, scientists in the U.S. just ignore and do not do more research. So, we, so you sort of have these, like, these troubling findings that we don't follow up on. And the picture they paint overall is these vaccines are useless for kids and possibly problematic. And we didn't, you know, one word we haven't even mentioned today, Clay, is, uh, is, is myocarditis, right? So we know that's a side effect. That's a side effect that certainly was not expected, that didn't come up in the big clinical trials, and yet is clearly a real side effect, especially for young adults and for teenagers and especially for teenage boys. And again, you know, most of the research that's been done on it hasn't come out of the United States, and I find that really problematic. What, is, what does this say for you as we look forward into what is now, I guess, I can't even keep track. This is the third winter, right? Or is it the fourth winter? I can't even keep track of COVID, <laughs> right? 2021, 20. This is the fourth winter, I guess, of COVID, right? Yeah, we're headed um, into the fourth winter, yeah. Yeah, fourth winter of COVID. Is there anything alarming out there? Or to you now, is COVID now co- sort of intermingled with all the other typical cold and flu viruses that you and me and everybody out there listening to us has spent a lifetime dealing with during the fall and winter seasons? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say the latter. I'd say, you know, I, I, and I suppose it is still theoretically possible that some terrible variant will come out um, and, you know, and, and, and lead me to, you know, to change that. But no, at this point, it looks like COVID, you know, COVID adapted to us exactly as people predicted it would very early on, which is it became very transmissible and it became less dangerous. So, I mean, I wouldn't just say average people. I'd say almost anybody who isn't at death's door, um, there's very little evidence that COVID is dangerous to them in a in a significant way. And, you know, they're saying 15,000 hospitalizations last week. I, it, I don't think we know how many of those were with COVID or from COVID. Um, and as, as people point out, like, we don't, we don't sample for flu during the summer. We don't really try to count these things the way we started counting COVID and continue to count COVID. So, so this idea that COVID is, is unique, 
we're we're counting it in a unique way, everything from the cases to uh, hospitalizations to deaths. And so the numbers aren't really comparable. And right now, and this is a good thing, there doesn't seem to be any excess mortality in the United States or in Europe. Um, there was last winter, and I do worry that that had something to do with the uh, booster campaign last winter. But fortunately, mortality has returned to normal. And I, I mean, I, I think... I think the biggest threat right now is that, is that you know, they're going to try to maybe close schools again. They're going to try to get people to mask again. They're going to scare people in unnecessary ways. And I do worry. I mean, we'll see if, if a significant number of people take the booster and there is another rise in excess mortality this winter. I think that's going to be very hard to explain. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope, first of all, I hope a lot of people don't take it. And I certainly hope we don't see a rise in excess mortality. But that would be my concern, actually, is that the mRNAs another round will have negative effects. We're talking to Alex Berenson. Last question for you, Alex. And, and by the way, give out your substack so people can go read this for yourself, as I would encourage everybody who is listening to us right now who wants more information. You mentioned that idea of schools potentially shutting down uh, and or mask mandates coming back. Can you mention, can you discuss that? But also, you got three kids. I've got three kids. What about overall vaccine hesitancy that seems to be growing now because of so many parents and I think grandparents and, and, and guardians who are feel burned by the lies that they were told about the COVID shot and now are wondering whether they should get other shots? I think that's one of the lingering impacts here. I, I, I think you're right. I, I mean, one of the ironies here is that, you know, that, Sort of the, the vaccine, um, the, the pro-vaccine uh, team, um, you know, the public health team. And, and like you, my kids are all vaccinated with the standard vaccines um, on the standard schedule. I'm not, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Right. But this idea that there was widespread vaccine hesitancy outside, ironically, of a few sort of, you know, very liberal jurisdictions in the U.S. before 2020 is not true. Vaccine rates were very high and not showing much sign of going down. Now, as you say, people have, you know, who got the COVID vaccine and, and had bad side effects themselves or who saw it didn't really protect them against COVID or whose kids got it. And, you know, they might have heard of a child who had myocarditis following it or they might have they might, you know, they, their kids had a negative side effect. They are going to wonder about other vaccines. And one of the things that I emphasize over and over again is that these mRNAs are not like other vaccines. They're really different. But. But the public health community lied about that for three years. They basically they tried to say this is just another vaccine. You should just go get it because we're telling you to. And it is no surprise that there's increasing questions in a lot of parents' minds about other vaccines. I don't think we've seen a huge drop-off, but we've seen some drop-off in standard vaccination rates. And that is entirely the fault of the public health community for not telling the truth about this. Alex, appreciate you being with us, as always. It's a pleasure. And let me, let me get out. It's the subtext is unreported truths. And you can also follow me on Twitter. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thanks so much. Unreported truths, an excellent substack. Highly recommended to you. Many college campuses have become a bastion of liberal indoctrination. The American history courses taught include revisionist history. Students are often taught that we're a nation of mistakes, not a nation that introduced the true notion of liberty to the world by the bravery of our forefathers and all those who have defended our liberty since. But at least one college hasn't adapted to this thinking. 
Hillsdale College believes in America. Not only do they teach our nation's history as it was, but they share their teachings far beyond their campus boundaries. These days, Hillsdale has extended its teaching to K-12 students and lifelong learners like you and me. If you're not doing so already, one of the best ways to start learning from our friends at Hillsdale is through Imprimus, Hillsdale's free monthly publication that captures the words of brilliant speakers and delivers them to you. Sign up for free at this special website, clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Imprimus is interesting, useful, and free. The best and smartest in conservative constitutional thought. Find out more about Hillsdale and Imprimus at clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. 
You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Third hour of Clay and Buck, and last hour before we get to send you off into your long weekend, your Labor Day weekend. Hope you've got some fun plans. we got very exciting plans, Clay. I'm going to be writing a book. You just got to go around on your book tour. I'm writing a book, so... That's what you you're find... doing all Labor Day weekend? Yes. Yes, pretty much. You don't I'm have gonna... a single fun thing planned for the entire long weekend? Um, reading the books for research to <laughs> write the book is somewhat enjoyable. Does and Carrie I have... have anything fun planned oh, for she, the yeah, she's gonna, Yeah, she's going to go out with the girls. She played golf last night. She's going to have a great time. I, I'm going to go into full Hobbit in his little uh, den mode and be writing until my little fingers uh, get numb, and that is the plan. But it's coming, it's coming along. It's coming along. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope people have more fun things planned than that. I'm sure I'll eat some good food at some point, do some other... Do some other good things. I can't believe the summer is uh, at a close now. You would think that, I don't know, it, it went by very, very quickly. So I'm happy that uh, people have a day off to contemplate. It's interesting. We could uh, think of the history of, of Labor Day another time, perhaps. In the meantime, Mr. Clay, actually, why don't you tell everybody we've got going on? It's third hour before holiday weekend. We're not. No, there's not any big break. All the journos, everybody, they've... They're already they on the out. way to the vineyard or whatever. Yeah, they're 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 heading to the Jersey Shore right now. They don't care. It's a good time to break news if you have any negative news out there that you just want to dump in. There's tons of college football games going on. Everybody's bailing. Uh, I've been on the road for the last month, so with the book and everything else, and so I'm just excited to be home. I'm going to go to the Virginia Tennessee game uh, in Nashville tomorrow. I'm going to go to a high school football game tonight. Uh, basically, the next decade of my life, I'm going to be going to high school football games now because my boys are getting to those ages where they're playing high school football and everything else. You know, I, I played a lot of different sports. You and I actually played similar sports, Gurma. You played soccer. I played soccer. Were you a tennis guy? I was really into tennis. Which Never on a team. Thriving. I played baseball. I played basketball. I played, uh, but by high school, I was a yeah. soccer player. Yeah. I played basketball too until my dream of being able to dunk easily one day that came crashing down in about the eighth grade when I realized that, uh, Despite all the calf raises I could do, you know, all the uh, exercises for the gastrocnemius. The strength shoes, the Jimmy. Remember Jimmy on Seinfeld who had, like, the jumping shoes? Like, Remember remember those shoes that they had that well, were supposed to make you Well, the Reebok pumps that you used to squeeze. Oh, yeah, Dee Brown, like, won the slam dunk contest with the Reebok pumps. That's right. The, the slam dunk contest was a cultural phenomenon for a while. I remember this back in the day oh, with yeah. Michael Jordan. Spud Webb, uh, I remember him. He was, I think, 5'8", and he won it one year. That's right. And so I remember... And I was like, I'm taller than 5'8". I'm in the 8th grade or ninth grade. Like, maybe I can dunk. It turned out, no. No. I was, I had to be, uh, pleased with just, just hitting the bottom of the net with my hand. That was as close as I got, which no one's impressed What by percentage that. of men do you think can dunk a basketball? Oh, man. I mean, well, it depends on what age. I mean, right? like peak age, right? Like 23 or 24, right? Like when you, when you are before you have gone off the deep end of not being super athletic, like if you can't dunk when you're 23 or 24, you probably are never going to be able to dunk a basketball. So well, whatever like peak athletic age you want to point. We to. looked up, um, earlier in the week and I think it's 3% of men are six foot two or above. Yes. So a six foot three or six foot four guy, I think is in pretty good 
uh, you know, there's pretty decent likelihood that they would be able to, but not all of them would be able to. Very few people below that height, I yeah. would argue, um, are going to be able to dunk easily. So I, I would think it's probably 1%. I think that's 1% exact, of that's people. That's the exact number that I was going to go with. 1% of Americans or, you know, men in general, probably around the world, can dunk a basketball. Yeah. But, it's uh, maybe the rarest athletic trait that everybody would aspire to and almost no one can do, right? Like, if you play golf, you could hit a hole-in-one even if you're a really bad golfer. You can go out and hit a bunch of three-pointers. I think dunking a basketball is the rarest athletic trait that everybody would love to be able to do and almost no one can. I would agree. I, to this day, I have never I have never dunked. Although, if you didn't, uh, I think there's a video of Tom Segura, who's a very, very talented comedian. Um, he was on Joe Rogan recently and he, he, he's made jokes about this too, but I, I somehow in my Twitter feed, I think it was, I saw this video. He maybe a year ago on a bet tried to dunk and managed to like snap his patellar tendon oh, no. and also break his arm at the same time. I mean, it was re, he, Really hurt himself. So this is a way of saying for all of us, all of us weekend warriors out there, you know, if you're going to be playing golf, I don't think we have to worry too much about you. But if you're going to be playing a little pickup basketball, if you haven't jumped and you haven't stretched your hammies, your hamstrings for, uh, you know, a year or two, go slow out there. Go Kevin slow Hart, out. did you see, speaking of comedians, did you see he put himself in a wheelchair trying to win a race against a former NFL player, like a 40 yard dash? And I was going to say I've dunked, but it's been off a trampoline. Back in the day, sometimes you would put a trance, probably very dangerous, but you would put a trampoline underneath a, uh, you know, like the big, uh, trampolines directly underneath a basketball hoop and you could then try to dunk on each other. Those old school, now they have the nets that surround the trampolines. You lived in New York. Did you ever get on one of those like trampolines back in the day? Like, like in the eighties and the early nineties? It was a big deal to have a trampoline yes. in your backyard. Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I knew people, and I knew people who definitely lost a front teeth, a front tooth or two from getting a little too. I mean, you would just get there. bounced off the trampoline all the time. People would fall through the springs. Now they have they put the netting around it, uh, but they used to put them underneath basketball rims, and so you could bounce. That's how you would dunk. Um, and so that's the only experience that I've ever gotten to have hanging on a basketball ring. What I was going to ask you though, this was a long way of saying I've never played a down of football. That's the one sport that I've really never, I tried even to throw around a lacrosse ball a little bit back in the day. I'm from the Northeast, very common, but I I was not good, but I've never tried football. Do your sons or is there just one son so far plays football? Is that right? Well, I've got one in, um, one in flag football. So I, I think that kind of counts, but it's, you know, young kids. We didn't allow them to play until sixth grade tackle football. But does every kid, does every sixth grader, I'm just, I ask this honestly, do they all start out wanting to be the quarterback? And then over time, they're like, Oh, I'll be a tight end or a wide receiver. You know what I mean? I feel like more so than any other sport, unless maybe I guess you're a pitcher. That's a very specific thing. But, you know, if you, if you get into it and you want to be a quarterback, that's like a very specific thing. And if you can't be the quarterback on the team, do you want to be like a D end or whatever? I, I wonder. Yeah. About so this. I, well, I think one size dictates very often where you get placed early on. So my 12 year old is a wide receiver and a cornerback in his seventh grade football. Uh, my 
eight-year-old is, uh, and it's flag football, so everybody goes out and everybody can catch, but more of a wide receiver too. And they, I think, at least in their experience, they want to play wide receiver more than they want to play any other position. Maybe running back a little bit um, as well. But it is, uh, I'll tell you, Buck, like, I don't know. Your t- your high school didn't have a, a high school football team, right, in New York, which is not uncommon. Oh, my high school did not even have a football yeah. team. Uh, yeah, that's not uncommon in New York City at all. A lot of schools don't have a football team. My high school did not either. It was an academic high school, which is very rare in the South. Like, we were the only public high school, I think, in the whole city of Nashville that didn't have a team. So I didn't spend a lot of time going to high school football games, and now my boys are getting into that age. It's really pretty incredible. In the South, high school football on a Friday night is a monster deal. And I know all over the country it's a big deal. I just never experienced it. Well, I I love that show. Uh, I like the movie, although the movie was a little grim, uh, to be honest. The Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. Oh, Friday yeah. Night Lights. It was a little, there was like nothing was allowed to be funny. There was no levity in the whole movie, but it was well executed. I think it's a Peter Berg movie that- who also did the... Um, Lone Survivor uh, movie and did, uh, I believe he did The Kingdom as well, which has got Jamie Foxx in it. But for the show, Friday Night Lights, it didn't get the big audiences that they had hoped on NBC, I think, at the time. But I was part of that crew of people that loved that show. I thought that show was phenomenal. I don't know if you would sign on to this. I'm curious how many people in our audience would. I think Friday Night Lights is the best broadcast drama broadcast that means everybody gets it for free it's on abc nbc cbs fox i'm taking out like the hbo showtime streaming all of that i think friday night lights is the best broadcast drama in the history of television i don't think there has That's ever a big been a swing you're taking there all right it's wow. a big swing but think about it you guys out there listening can think about it too name me a better show that we could all watch for free on television than Friday Night Lights. I think it's the best broadcast television show of all time. And the challenge for it, Buck, was, and I eventually got my wife watching it. I don't know if Carrie's watched it. A lot of women who were not sports fans didn't want to watch it because they were like, oh, it's just a football show. And a lot of men didn't want to watch it initially because it was a drama. Really, it's the story of a marriage, right? Coach Taylor and Tammy, his wife, the the Connie Britton character, who are both phenomenal in the Kyle role. Kyle Chandler like, is that the guy's that's name? That's right. Yeah. yeah, they are both incredible. It's really just the story of a marriage. If you have not watched it and you are listening to us right now, and you want something wholesome that your entire family could sit down and watch, I think it's the best broadcast drama in the history of free television. I don't think anything's ever been better. What is the show for this Labor Day weekend? Okay, let's do this, Clay, before we go here. A, a show and a book that you would be your top, as people are going into their holiday weekend right now, from your end, a show that you think people, not, and like, obviously not, you know, the most obvious thing, or like a Breaking Bad, we all know Breaking Bad, some people think the best show of all time, but a show that you've seen relatively recently and a book that you've read relatively recently that you would recommend to people out there for the holiday weekend if they're looking for one. Oh, that's a or great movie. question. Or movie. Show or movie. We'll make it a little broader. The show, I would just... I, people have heard me talk about this. I'll think about the book for a second. Um, the show I would go with is uh, The Righteous Gemstones. This is very different from Friday Night Lights, by the way. So let me give you two angles. Friday Night Lights, wholesome. I guarantee that you will like it by and large, no matter. It's not political in any way. 
Righteous Gemstones is outrageously, outrageously, provocatively uh, funny, but it is not appropriate for like a ten-year-old. You could watch Friday Night Lights with a ten-year-old. What about you? What would you? What would your picks be on television? I I'm always a big proponent for uh, for adults, and it's definitely an adults-only show. Um, Peaky Blinders for anybody who hasn't seen it. I still I haven't seen it. I know you've been which, you've been. You Crazy. and my older brother, Mason, I, every time I see him and we start talking about shows, because, you know, that's what brothers will talk about, stuff like that. I'm like, how have you not watched it? He always says he's busy. And I'm like, I, what, does that mean I'm not busy? Like, it's a great yeah, right. show. Um, but uh, he'll he'll get to it at some point. And then, so I would throw that one out there for everybody. Carrie and I have really loved Outlander, which is, again, an adults. That's not for the whole family. It's an adults-only show. But if you like Scotland, it's uh, it's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing there. And then um, for books, oh, man, I'm trying to think of something that I gave everyone. Shadow Divers was one of my wrecks and uh, un, um, uh, Endurance, the Shackleton thing, which you read, that, which I appreciate. I read it. That is phenomenal. Yeah. That is yeah. a great book. It'll make you feel. I love reading books. This is maybe just me that make me realize what a total wuss I am, because I think people have this sense, like if you're busy out there, I think it's important. This is why I gave everybody the uh Lewis and Clark expedition on Dawned Courage, because I think it's important to recognize how much more challenging circumstances people in our uh, modern history have come through and survived than anything that we deal with today. Because I think there's this obsession with believing that everything that happens right now is the worst or the biggest or the most important. Most of the time it isn't, and that's why historical uh, study teaches you, I think, a lot of I would say humbleness about trying to contextualize your current state. By the way, my wife just weighed in, Buck. She says she agrees with me. Friday Night Lights, best show on broadcast TV ever. 90210, she says, is second place. So I don't know if that just, if a lot of people were like buying in. No, no, this is strong. And then as soon as she says Beverly, I back back her up on this. I, I, I back her up on those are strong choices. I don't know if not it will be my number two slot, but for broadcast TV, I think it's very, it has excellent. to be an hour long drama. That's the category. So people out there are like, what about Seinfeld? What about friends? No, no, I'm talking about broadcast drama that everybody could watch for free, not streaming, not HBO, not Showtime. Cause I know I'm getting deluged already with people like, what about Sopranos? HBO show. I'm talking about you could watch it for free on television, not cable. Just regular broadcast television. I'll come back and I'll give a, a, a book recommendation here. We'll also look at some of your e- VIP emails. Clay's going to give a book as well. We haven't done books. We'll talk books for the Labor Day weekend that we guarantee if you give a shot to, um, including American Playbook, of course, for my partner here. So he doesn't have to sell it. I'll tell everybody you will, of course, enjoy American Playbook. So I think that has to be Clay's pick, but we'll give you some other ones if you want something in the fiction realm, maybe. As well, and we can uh, we can get into that. But you know, it's I I have ne- I'll tell you this: I have never spent substantial time over a weekend, um, a long weekend, reading a book and felt like it was not a good waste, a, a good usage of time. Felt like it was a waste of time. You know, we live in a digital age. The way we pay our bills, the way we register for one thing or another, the way we make our online purchases. So do cyber hackers. These are the bad guys who hide behind their keyboards and screens working overtime to cause a data breach or put software on your computer all in an attempt to get a hold of your data. When they do, they're able to pretend to be you but direct all the money to themselves. 
You need to protect yourself and your online identity, as there's no police force protecting you online. LifeLock by Norton is your solution. Their online identity theft protection is second to none in notifying you when they see something amiss. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com and use promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off. Truth seeking. Reality telling. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.